Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast, episode 51. 51. Woo! Doing big things. Papa's got a brand new bag. Yes, sir. Uh, we got a special guest tonight, uh, and we're missing our, our comrade. Uh, shout out to Ben, who couldn't make it this evening. Shout out to Ben. Uh, but allow us to introduce ourselves, two-thirds of the Wrist Check Podcast. My name is Perry. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Wrist Check Podcast. Tonight, we got a special guest, New York native, uh, Derek Mon in the house. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? The Minutemon. The Minutemon. You might have seen him on Instagram. <laughs> might have. Yeah, <laughs> definitely have. <laughs> Very prominent on the gram. Oh, King thanks. of the reels. Yes. Massive respect. Uh, how are you doing, my man? It's good to have you. Dude, thank you guys for having me on the, on the show. I've been a fan of you guys, and it's about time we got together and just sat Heck down yeah. and you know, just chatted it up. I'm Very excited. Good. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to talk about... You, obviously, will talk about your business, uh, your upbringing in New York, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some laughs. I know you brought some watches for us, too, so I can't wait to get into that. Yes. Uh, but before we move on, uh, we've got to have our honorary wrist check. Yes. Uh, I'll start it off. I haven't started off in some time. I'll give my man a break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, but I am repeating uh, a watch today. If you've seen the last episode... Uh, with our guest Eric Wynn, you might have uh, seen that I, I I got a new watch, um, and I can't take it off. So I'm still I'm still rocking the Pepsi, um, and I'm I've got to say I'm really getting used to it. Yes, it's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, you know the beauty. It's funny because there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of guys that have you know been supporting and following us from the beginning. There's there's one in particular I won't name because I know he likes to kind of remain anonymous on, on the gram. Uh, but he used to he used to get on us about all the grief we gave Rolex. Yeah. And now I get messages from him laughing. And he's like, oh, I see you've come around to the dark side. Yes, yes. He's like, you finally get it. Yes. And um, listen, I do. The, the, the uh, GMT Master 2 Pepsi is super iconic. Um, I definitely appreciate it for that. But I think there is... Something to be said about a, a modern Rolex. It um, feels like a tank on your wrist without feeling like a tank on your wrist. And, and what I mean by that is um, you can feel the build, build quality. It's robust. It feels like an everyday wear. You can beat it around. You can beat it up. Um, I know some guys like to treat it like it's precious. I don't. I like to treat it like a Rolex, how it was meant to be treated. Um, but at the same time, you know, the case size and the proportions are really nice. And, and, and I find it to be very comfortable. I often forget that it's even on my wrist. Yeah. And uh, I catch myself sometimes, uh, especially in public, when I might, like, raise my hand or do something. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's out there. Excuse the French. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I am really, really enjoying this. It's been quite nice. And um, I think 
I'm, I'm fairly certain this is something that's going to stay in the collection. Uh, Rashawn, what do you got tonight for us? Um, so I am repeating the watch. Um, we were we were talking about um, about me kind of like putting my hat down for uh, the man that doesn't repeat a watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty intense to kind of uphold. You, you put that hat down a while ago, my friend. Yes. Um, but the thing is wait. that you have watches. I have watches. You have, have a lot, lot of watches. watches. 50 different watches. More yes. than 50 now. Yeah. Damn. Um, I've got a lot of watches, um, but there are a few watches that like I love to repeat. Some that I can't take off of my wrist. Some that just like complement what I'm wearing. Some that complement what I'm doing throughout my like um, everyday life. And um, this one has been a really good piece to me. Yeah, you've been wearing that a lot lately. This is the Ulysse Nardin. Yes, uh, Nerona. Nerona Diver. Yes. Yeah. Um, this piece we were t- we were talking about it off camera a little bit. Um, one of my absolute favorites. I was very fortunate to get my lucky number. So my lucky number is 12. And Derek's lucky number is 12 as well. That's right. Um, which was very funny. out of the loop, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing was like. I have a lucky number. So now the funniest thing is this. So I do have more watches. And I was going to wear a watch that wasn't on the show. But for some reason, I just felt like I had to wear this watch. That's crazy. Okay. Um, it was like serendipity. It was something. Something clicked and was like, you wear this watch. Um, it worked with the outfit. I've got like, you know, Gore-Tex <laughs> and like wax cotton. Sure. Of course, Nerona is like um, this like utilitarian or like outdoorsy kind of um, workwear brand mm-hmm. or Arctic brand, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it worked with just the garments I was wearing and then like it, it, something called me. Um, and I know Ben's not here, but Ben is someone that like just rolls over and whatever watch just like comes to him, he like grabs it, he picks it up. And I felt like, you know, when I looked at the watch box, you know, the, the Nerona called me. Um, this is one of Ulysse Nardin's like, um, smallest productions. They do very, very small runs. This is one of the few that are numbered. So one of 29, as I said before, my lucky number being 12. Um, This is also UN's most sustainable timepiece. So 100% recycled materials from the case to the steel that's used to the strap, etc. It's nice. So if you aren't familiar with this watch, you least not in Nerona, you should look it up. And you see all the great things about it. Shout out to FX. Yes, sir. Shout yeah. out to FX. Derek, you got a new watch on the wrist. I'm wearing my latest watch, my latest pickup. So. Yeah, talk about it. This is a, this is a good one. So Damn. it's funny because <laughs> we ran, we went to a, an event recently at Ray's yep. in, uh, in downtown New York City. Mm-hmm. It was a Hodinkee uh, sort of like watch meet. Yeah. And um, we even, we took a, we took a, a, a pick that we'll, we'll throw up. But uh, you picked up, and you told me you picked up a new piece. Talk about what, what this is and how you acquired it. Yeah, so basically at the end of 2022, I had launched a video on my YouTube channel. It was basically my favorite watches of 2022. So I went through stuff from Seiko all the way up to Vacheron Constantin 222. Mm-hmm. Right before that was the AP Royal Oak 15550, the new 37 millimeter, and then also this one, the 26715. 
I love the gray dial yeah. and I know a lot of my friends and I know a lot of people always gravitate toward blue dials or green dials, but I personally love the monochromatic look yep. because it just matches everything so mm -hmm. easily. I never have to think about what to match with this watch. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the blue dial, you sometimes have to, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. So I had that on my list. I, you know, I put my name down at the, at the boutique and I was really surprised that it was maybe now three or four weeks ago from today that I actually got the call to come pick it up. And I was like, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, like, to be honest, I put my name down at other boutiques for other watches, for other things. And I've never gotten a call back, yeah. but out of all the people to call me back, it's AP. And yeah. I was like, dude, what the, yeah. you know, excuse my French, you know, I was like, holy <laughs> So that's why I've been like, I'm still in the honeymoon phase, obviously. This watch is just gorgeous. It's the 38 millimeters. It literally fits perfect on my wrist. I'll probably make a video about it. I've been kind of silently enjoying it. Sure. Because I know once probably this episode launches, <laughs> I already got people hitting me up like, hey, I'll take you out to lunch. I want to hear about your story. Yeah. I want to hear how you got that watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's already happening. But I mean, you know, that's the nature of the game. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited and I, I feel like it just kind of um, solidified some good milestones that happened already in 2023. Mm. You know, we're still really early in the year, it's first quarter, but yeah, um, man, it, it just feels like the right time at the, you know, at the right place kind of yeah. thing. So No, for sure. That's a good call to get. Yeah. yeah. It's a real Ooh. good call to get. You know what's so funny? So when, when, I, when I hear your voice, right, when I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can only just see reels of you. <laughs> now, the reason why... The real guy. The, yeah. is the real guy. The real guy. We should make this the name of the episode. The real guy. That's good. Right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now, the funniest thing is... So, That's so funny. You know, my fiance, shout out to Mary. Shout out, shout to, out Mary. to Mary. Shout out to Mary. Um, she always sends reels of you. What? They're good. And Wait, sings? It's, 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 it's funny. Like, she's always just sending all the videos of you just, like, reviewing watches. <laughs> and she loves, like, your Grand Seiko reviews oh, nice. and things like that. So, like, it, it's, so, it's so sad that she's not here tonight because she, she'd love to meet you. But, of course, we'll, you know, whatever. But when I, when, I, when I hear your voice, I think about all your reels. And I'm like, dude, like, it's, like, surreal because, you know, you're here and we've been trying to get you here on the show for so long like what's up yo it's, uh, <laughs> well like, we've been working yeah. this out for for a while it's, yeah for really? a long time yeah. it's like, it's been, uh, i feel like i know like you know i haven't physically is this met the first you. time you guys have met yeah this is the first time we so met so that's no, why we met before Remember no you we, definitely we, have I, I he was you. he came to the solo yeah, yeah, the house show like, oh shoot, yeah, yeah, yeah we've right. seen each other well, you were lit that night that was a different yes 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 yeah so oh that's right yeah we're already already that's right you know when you get two that's right you know it was a good night yeah, it was a good night. You know, it's funny that you mentioned. Well, first, uh, shout out to Mary. Thanks so much for your support. Like, that, yeah, that's so funny. My wife actually says the same thing. Like, we'll be eating dinner, and she's like, and I'll tell her something. She's like, can you like not use your video voice? Like, that's just funny. talk to me normally. Yeah, right? And I'm like, I don't even know that it turns on. It just, it's like when I'm excited and passionate sure. about something, I just there get into is. like this flow state, and I just yeah. start talking, and you know, the the words just come out, and I'm not even thinking anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. Is like people like. Because we have a lot more listen, we may have a lot more listeners than we have viewers. So sometimes when mm. people kind of meet me in public, 
they're like, I know you from somewhere. And it's like, because they heard me yeah. probably more than they've seen me. Yeah. Sure. So that was kind of like the, the, the bridge I was trying to connect. Um, it's like, it's so funny because I hear your voice and I think of your reels because I know when people meet me in public, they're like, I know you, yeah. but I've never seen you. Yeah, yeah. Which is so funny. It's a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you are known as, you know, the Minutemon on uh on instagram that's your handle yeah uh how did you come up with that handle that's a good yeah one. <laughs> let's get into it Talk about so branding. all right first off <laughs> yes to the viewers at home i know that the word minutemon might mean something else to you <laughs> i'm very aware of that but you know f it i'm still gonna use that name because i love it you know my first name derek last name mon i'd grown up with so many nicknames like people would call me digimon demon d money <laughs> Everything you could use Mon with, I like I've had it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's been like my whole life. Actually, my last name Mon, it, the actual English pronunciation is Meng, M-E-N-G. But mm. when my dad immigrated here from Taiwan, he like phonetically s spelled it out. So in Chinese, it's Mong, M-O-N-G. Mm -hmm. But so he wrote on paper M-O-N. But then you might know like, um, like there's a, a congresswoman whose name is Grace Meng. So yes. I'm actually same last name as her. Oh, wow. Same like uh, mm. lineage and everything. Yeah, yeah, wow. And then the M-E-N-G Meng, uh, that whole like lineage goes back to um, Mengxius, which is obviously a descendant of Confucius. So mm -hmm. it's like kind of like in that same kind oh, of realm. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, wow. that's a little backstory of that. But to your question, like how did the name Minutemon come? Um, I... Like, I think I saw Rashawn a while ago. You were asking people on your Instagram, like, should I make a personal Instagram and a watch Instagram separate? I said That's that. literally exactly why I did Minutemon, because I had my personal Instagram, and every once in a while, I would, like, post a watch, and it would be, like, people I knew growing up, and they would see it. Um, but, like, if they weren't interested in watches, like, you know, they didn't really care. So I was thinking, like, well, I want to just talk about watches, and for the people who don't really understand watches, I don't want them to think you know, like from an outside view, it might seem materialistic mm -hmm. or like, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, why don't I just go all in on a, you know, a page? It was going to be the Watchmon at first, mm. but then I was like, everyone does watch something, yeah. right? Yes, yes. It's like two on the nose. And then it might've been like, I was watching that movie Watchmen, obviously. And I don't know if you guys remember that film. Um, I remember. Like the superheroes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that one. It's a good movie. And the crew that showed up before Watchmen was called the Minutemen. Yes. And then I was like, uh, when I heard that, and then I was, everything clicked. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Minutemon. Even there was like Minute Minuteman printing. And like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then now today, like we fast forward today, um, Minutemon, like short form video content and mm -hmm. my brand just works so well. It because does. Like, yeah, it really does. You think of it like you're going to watch something of my video. I'm going to give you the information in less than a minute. And yep. it's everything you need to know and you can move on with your day. It's yeah. awesome. And I yeah. like that. I'm, I want to be efficient. I don't want to waste your time. And I only want to show you what I'm interested in too, yeah. in a way. No, that's yeah. great. So you're, from, you're, you're a New York native. Yeah. Uh, raised in Long Island. Yeah. Right? Um, and you found yourself uh, in, the, in the midst of your family's business. Yeah. Um, and the family business is Carrot & Co. Yes. And this is in Queens. Correct. Uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, about that. You know, you talked about your dad uh, migrating here. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, his story is, is amazing. And I want to yeah. kind of get into how, how that came about 
to where you are right now. So when did when, when was Carradine Co. founded? So Carradine Co. starts back, this year would be 40 years, so 1983. Oh, wow. My dad, when he immigrated over to the United States, he was attending business school in Massachusetts. Okay. And he took any money he had from coming from Taiwan. And this is like when Taiwan just became like, you know, it's not even a few generations long. So he didn't really have money. He came over to the United States to try to build a better future for himself. Mm. While he was at school, he used all his money for tuition. Mm -hmm. So imagine your classmate in college. He, my dad was basically a janitor. He was working a janitor. And then on the weekends, like one of his friends was like, hey, like um, I got some jewelry and some like inexpensive watches, like $5 analog, like digital watches. Like, mm -hmm. do you want to come with me to the flea market in Jersey and we'll sell them. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you know, whatever you make, you keep it with you. And that's basically where my dad built his um, business. And wow. at the time it was called Allen's Jewelry. My dad's name is Allen. Mm. Really funny segue that has nothing to do with anything. But one, t one time um, I was wearing like, I have a jacket that says Minutemon on it. Mm -hmm. And then my dad was like, oh, you're a Minutemon. So I'm our mom and I'm like, nice. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I was like, that's good. But um, I, I love that because like his name is Alan and it sounds like our mom. Yeah. Like it kind of all works in together. Like it feels so like yeah. interconnected a way in to, a way. To, good way for dad to trump son. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. the coolest thing too is like um, we, so we interview so many guests and when they kind of talk about just the inception or the love affair that they've built off of watches it comes from their parents yeah and then you know we had curtis on the show and like you know curtis curtis had talked about um on even on hodinki he was like hey like i inherited a rolex it was my granddad my granddad's watch or dana and she was like oh this is my granddad's watch and yeah the whole like, like the whole theme of like lineage i think of is lineage like really, really and interesting like, for sure just like things that are passed on to you and the biggest the biggest question I like to ask to put things into perspective, because like, you know, so many of these brands, you know, AP, Rolex, Patek are status symbols, but, you know, common people, hardworking people, people that have like, you know, built so much. We talked about the pyramids off camera, you know, <laughs> which is another rabbit hole, yeah. but like, you know, building something from nothing um, is the story that we find so much for all of our guests that's still in this couch. And it speaks so much volumes because I want, I want our listeners, our viewers to understand that, you know, these things weren't a status thing at one point. This was accessible to, you know, the guy that immigrated from Taiwan or, you know, granddad that worked on the ship. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't a first mate. Yeah. He was mm -hmm. the guy that was like scrubbing the the deck, yeah, you know, yeah. and he wore Rolex. You know, it wasn't this like big hedge fund guy that's making like, you know, X amount of million dollars well, a I think, year. I, I think, you know, the, the point that you're making is that like, you know, maybe it wasn't a status symbol, but it was the reward. It was. The yeah. Reward, right? Yes. Yeah. It's still it was. I think still today it's something that people aspire to. Own, Absolutely. You mm -hmm. know, one day. Um, but, you know, getting back. So. My dad, he was like going to the flea market on the weekends. He was building and learning his business skills through there. Mm. And, you know, he was selling like $5 watches. And to put that into context, like some of the watch brands today consider my dad like a king of tourbillons because he could, he really? could sell like more than two dozen tourbillons in a year wow. just by himself. Um, but later on, he started opening his stores. He met my mom and 
my mom um, and him married and um, they started opening their own stores called Carrot uh, called Carrot Jewelers basically mm-hmm. um, and they were prim- Carrot and were Carrot they already actually. were they selling watches at that time like I know he started with watches but because Carrot and Co kind of implies like jewelry yeah that's that's a good point actually so carrot like if you think of carrot and co you think of like diamonds and yeah. you're probably thinking of like yeah. you're probably thinking we like ice out watches at, at the, <laughs> at, or something right like um but no we're like an authorized dealer for a lot of for all the brands we carry but mm. um so my dad and mom they had multiple stores throughout new york like in long island and then eventually they landed onto flushing and at that time like this is over two decades ago flushing wasn't like the chinatown we know today sure like Flushing now is one of the biggest growing cities inside Queens, mm-hmm. right inside New York. Mm-hmm. The street our store is on on Main Street, it's one of the busiest streets after Times Square mm-hmm. in Manhattan. That's how busy the foot traffic is. We're one stop from City Field, one stop from Arthur Ashe, 10 minutes from LaGuardia, 20 minutes from JFK. Like we just and this is where center. you currently are still. And this is currently where we are. Okay. We've been for two decades at least now, and we plan to stay here in Flushing forever. Um, my mom and dad, once they built their store in Flushing, they realized the potential and that they were able to cater to like Chinese immigrants mm-hmm. and like other business owners. And that's where they built their foundation with the locals there. And so, you know, I can flash forward now today. That's why we were able to build like a three story building mm. with over 25 different luxury watch brands and jewelry brands as well. Cartier, Omega, Vacheron, a lot of Richemont, a lot of uh, Swatch Group, and then we have like Grand Seiko, Seiko. So is it is it fair to say that your parents were catering to a community that wasn't being catered to? In in Flushing, yes, because okay. in like as you guys know that China is like one of the biggest markets for luxury goods yeah, in general, for right? Sure. So like to have a store in Flushing makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. you're you're going to the people. And, um, you know, my parents could relate to them because they also immigrated over. And so it was like this connection that they built with all the people. Locally. It was a cultural foundation that was established exactly. when they opened the doors. That's, yeah. that's really, really interesting. And so what were some of the, I guess, the inaugural brands that you can remember as a kid, which I find interesting, right? So it's like they built this, this, this business, they're working on this empire, and then little Derek... Little D money is coming yeah. up, <laughs> D-Money. D-Money. Yeah. right? And running around the store, figuring things out. Where was it in all of this that you were like, "Oh, watches, I get it." Yo, it's not the story you you would expect. Actually, I think like when I tell a lot of people, I kind of grew up in this industry. It's because I've been around the industry, my family store. I would go there like every weekend as a kid. Mm. Um, but there was a long time I actually didn't care about watches. Like okay. I would tell my parents like, why would people spend thousands of dollars for this <laughs> this BS? Like oh, really? you have your, yeah. Like I really had that mindset. And um, over time, like obviously it kind of changed a lot. But the big, the big changing point for me was after I graduated from college, I was working for another company. I was living in Atlanta. So I was like riding this high. I was like, Man, I just graduated college, mm. I got my degree, I'm working for another company, a Fortune 500 company, and I'm in Atlanta, like a whole new city, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And then one day I get a call from my dad and he's like, um, like, oh, your mom, she, we just found out she has like stage four cancer. Like, oh, no. would you like, would you consider coming back? And when he called me, I could just hear it in his voice. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, yeah. And I, I literally resigned that same day, Wow. literally flew back. And when I came to see my mom, it was like, it just like hit me so hard that I was like, yo, I've really been so spoiled my whole life because mm. 
because of my parents' hard work, like they, you know, because they were always watching the store and making sure the business was running well, like that's why they couldn't be at like my baseball game growing up or like going to my orchestra, yeah. whatever, right? Mm. And like, and now my mom needs help. Like, obviously I have to come to her aid, mm -hmm. like no question about it. And it made me realize like my mom and dad put their whole life to turn everything around for me and my sisters. Like, yeah. my sisters were already in the business straight mm -hmm. out of college. So it was only me who was like the problematic Kind of youngest child, the rebel, the rebel. Sure. Um, and when that happened, I was like, you know what? Like, I need to get back to my family. So I came back to New York, and um, that last that whole year, this is like 2015. I stayed at home with my mom. I took another job at a mall. I was working for like Adidas. Mm. I was there when like the Yeezys dropped, and I was like, oh wow! I had like the first Turtle Doves and the Pirate Blacks at, at that time because I was like helping as a store manager in a in a mall. Okay. Um, but then. You know, I, I took that job because it's close to home and that way I can go, go to the house and like sure. check on my mom yeah. and everything. And then after she passed, like in December of 2015, I was like, I was like, I told my dad, like, I'm, I'm going to come January 1st, 2016. I'm coming to the store. I'm going to mm. come help out. I'm going to help pick up everything that, you know, mom left behind and just go on from there. And one of the most beautiful things is like every once in a while, we'll have customers that come in and be like, oh, you're like Lisa's son, right? Like. I'm like, yeah, and it, they'll tell me like a really beautiful story about like how my That's mom awesome. helped them with something. Wow. That's when I say like, it's it's like my life. Like now I'm here, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna stay here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, Carrot and Carrot became Carrot and Co when my sisters and I joined okay. because now it's like a company Yeah. versus mm. Carrot and Carrot were like my mom and dad, Alan and Lisa. Mm. Um, so like, that's how, yeah, but like growing up, um, I've met a lot of like the brand presidents we know today, like Reynold Ashleman from Omega, the, mm -hmm. the CEO at that time he was vice president. And like, I have pictures with hanging out with him and I was like a young kid, wow. like he was like taking me skiing at, uh, one of the Olympics. Mm. Like, um, this, one of the watches I brought here is the Omega Seamaster professional. It's, um, 40th anniversary of James Bond. It's one of the first watches my parents like bought for me and saved for me mm. and they didn't give it to me till like I graduated college okay um, but this watch has been with me to every Olympic game that I've been to so oh, wow since 2008 I've been to Beijing 2010 uh, it was Vancouver t t 2012 London 2014 Sochi 2016 Rio de Janeiro so this watch has always been there um, obviously I put a mesh bracelet so it kind of looks like the new 60 yeah I was about to say like this bracelet too is like super reinforces like facet this and click that yeah. and lift this but this is really good what year was this released uh, I can't remember I mean if this year is 20 okay actually now I know if this year is the 60th anniversary of James Bond it was 20 years ago wow. so that's literally like 2003 or early 2000s this this piece is absolutely stunning I do remember talking about this timepiece, and uh, uh, a good friend of mine was like, I don't like the 007 in the dial. Yeah. And then it's like the big like 007 plaque. But now looking at it, man, this is this is really Might good. Might take your watch, Derek. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is, I've, I've been on the hunt for like a Bond Seamaster. Nice. Is, let me see that thing. Oof. Yeah, yeah. This is actually really good. And then So was it was it this that, that kind of intrigued you at first? Your parents present you this and this this is was this the rabbit hole for you? I just have a lot of memories with this watch and I remember like you know, like when a lot of people buy their first watch, if it's a diver watch, they don't really like know how to use a dive function mm -hmm. or like 
X, Y, and Z, these things. And I remember early on, like knowing exactly what my di my diving bezel mm. was for, like what mm -hmm. I needed for. And um, it's just been with me on so many different trips that I was like, this is definitely a watch I have to bring in. And then my parents even, you know, in Chinese culture, the number eight is really lucky. So the serial, like the last two digits of the serial is 88. Yeah. So it's kind of like that lucky kind of yes. thing they yes. uh, passed on to me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so they uh, they get you this, and then it's very clicky. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, the action is very good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and I didn't realize, like, the dial has yeah. the, double the 007. Yeah. Through it. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. through it. That's cool. Yeah. So you, you entered the family business to help your dad with your sisters. Um, you're wearing this every day, I imagine. Yeah. And then... Much. Correct me if I'm wrong. At some point, you get the bug to get yourself another one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's once, talk about that. Like once I started working full time in the store, my mind just started to expand, and like my personality is that type where I don't really like do things super casually. Mm. Like when I get into an activity or hobby, I like get really into it. Mm. So it's the same with watches. Like even now when I make content, like I don't just like record and film. Like I actually want to make really fun content like mm -hmm. i get really into things but um started with this watch um now my collection is like around 20 watches so not like 50 i was gonna but, ask <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like 20 which is which That's i good. think is a lot that a is lot. a lot it's a lot. a lot i used to rotate a lot of my watches like once you know one watch every day so i'll wear one every whatever like you know once a month mm -hmm. but then i realized that i only wear like three to five of them yep. out of the whole month. And mm -hmm. some of them just kind of sit there and I may, I do play with them and wind them up sure. every once in a while. But one of the next watches I bought, it's not the second watch I had. I, there were some other pieces, but like this one's a significant one to me. It was, it's the Grand Seiko GMT. It's the reference number SBGM 235. I mean, the Grand Seiko nerds out there know what I'm talking yeah, about. They yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> this is the dial to have. Too. Yeah, dude. I remember I was in Japan when I saw this. Oof. It just launched, and I saw the dial, and they basically did this mosaic spiral, okay. and then they wrote G and S, and they had this little lightning bolt symbol, which is for Daini Seiko Show, which is uh, Seiko's, like, second factory. Yes. Um, and that's where they started doing their mechanical watches. So I like that little history, and I just... Obviously, you guys know Grand Seiko's dials are beautiful, like, especially yes. at the price point, the value, and... Mm -hmm. This was one of the most watches, most worn watches I had in my collection for like since 2018 till like for at least a couple of years. I was wearing it nonstop every day. It's kind of like a dressy format, even though it's not like a thin dress watch. Um, but I've like taken it to Paris and like all of my out of country trips. And mm. I yeah. mean, GMT. So it's literally perfect for that. Yeah, no, like, that's just, like exactly. It's like the, it's the watch to go to when you're traveling. Stunning. Very you know, to point out what you said, just like the GS and like, because you look at a piece like this, um, something about Grand Seiko, there are some nuances about their pieces that they will, they'll drop and then they just won't come back again. So yeah. like, you know, today that would be like, you know, the Peacock or, um, the latest, um, like, was that the Kirizuri Dao? Is that what that one is? Uh, this one's a little bit different, but yeah, yeah. Like that, Similar in that, that blue, like that blue GMT that they did as well. Yeah. Um, and you won't, you won't see that again. 
I hope not actually because <laughs> I really like this style and uh, you know some like they they redid the peacock mm -hmm. and I love the original one with like that emerald green. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, but like this just fit my like I, I wear a lot of suits for work, so this yeah. is like perfect. And I just love like I said in the beginning, I love and you threw it on a rubber gray. strap. Yeah, I put on a rubber strap to make it more casual and just like easy for day to day. Um, so just to it works. It makes it more sporty. It. Kind of dresses yeah. it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's super niche. Yeah, and, Thanks, and, guys. and very special. Yeah, this is this is something that's not pedestrian at all. It's like, okay, like, oh, I thought I've seen this from Grand Seiko before, and then you go, look closer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, look closer. My God. So yeah. you you take over the uh, you step into the family business rather. How many locations uh, do you guys have now? Just one. That that store right on Main Street is our single location. But you guys had multiple locations before. Yes. Yeah, we used to. I don't know the exact number, but I remember we had a few in, in Long Island. Um, but then once we went into Flushing, that's where we kind of consolidated and just went. Yeah. That's why we flagship. built a three-store. Yeah, three-story three one. Three-store. So we got the whole building rather than just multiple locations. Exactly. I and, love that. Yeah. And that's already a lot to manage every day. Like, there's just so many things going on yeah. in mm -hmm. one location. Like, So when yeah. you first, when you and your sister stepped in to help your dad, what, did you guys kind of, like, split up sections of the business to own? Like, what did you see as, like, your mission to kind of be responsible for? So, yeah, my sisters, uh, I have two older sisters, Melissa and Tiffany. Melissa mm -hmm. did a lot of, like, the accounting, HR, kind of, like, the internal works because okay. I think that's, like, what she specializes in. Mm. Tiffany does, like, some marketing. She does, like, um, after service. She, she helps a little bit everywhere, I mm -hmm. should say, and she does sales and jewelry as well. Um, and then for me, I just, like, went all in on watches. So, mm. like, um, yeah, I do watches. I do marketing. Minimon's my own page that's separate from Carrot mm -hmm. Co because... I wanted to express like what I find interesting in watches mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I could do that through Carrot and Co's page because it was monitored by the brands. Sure. So like the brands want you to post a certain image or a certain watch. They all, all have the their requirements. Yeah. Which makes sense because sure. that's the official storefront like that face. But I was like, okay, like let me make Minute Mon where I can like just talk about watches in my own way and like. That's cool. And yeah. did I'm curious, um, uh, did you start to see when you're then building the Minute Mon brand? Did you start to see that have a positive impact on your business? Yeah, it did. I mean, like my goal was never to like just drive sales, like make content drive sales. If it was, my content would be so different. It would sure. be like everything would just be in stock, in stock. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know those pages I'm talking about, right? Yes. But it's more like there was a time where I didn't even put the prices in my reels because I just like didn't want people to think about money or like yeah. mm -hmm. that whole aspect. But then mm -hmm. I started getting people who are new to watches like, there's always, you guys probably know this too. You always get people coming up to you like, oh, I'm interested in watches, yep. but I want to learn about it. And so I realized that I had to cater to these people who are new coming in. Giving them a price gives them some context about like, yes. this is how much this is priced. And this could be a good or a bad thing. Like mm -hmm. maybe a Grand Seiko price at this price means that, oh damn, there's a lot of value in this. I think that is what's really cool actually now that you mentioned that about the content that you create is that it is informative while also being like incredibly approachable and it's still lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Like it's, and, and that's, I think that's part of the reason why like it is so successful, right? Like when I think about a lot of the watch content that I was consuming, um, and they, listen, there's a lot out there and there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of the same thing. And yes. a lot of it kind of like, especially if you're just getting into it, initially it kind of makes you feel like you don't have a place there or uh, you're not knowledgeable enough. And so you don't 
you, you shouldn't really be consuming this content. And you're coming from a whole nother perspective where it's like, yo, if you're interested, yeah. then this is a platform for you. You're going to yeah. find something here. And so I could imagine that being incredibly impactful for your business. And, and what's interesting is hearing you kind of talk about that reminded me of how we met, which I think is really, really funny. So one of my best friends went and bought a watch from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. King Seiko. Yeah. yeah, he bought an Eddie. Shout out yeah. to Eddie. Shout uh, out to so Eddie, Eddie I've known Eddie since the second grade. Damn. Me and Eddie's sister were friends first. Yeah. We traded gigapets. That's oh how far God. back we go. Wow. <laughs> That's, and yeah. then uh, right. and then Eddie, you know, as as you know, often happens with childhood friends, uh, the ones that you get closest with, their your families kind of, you know, mix in together and, and that's what happened with eddie's family my family so i've known eddie for a while so he goes he, he visits your shop because he sees us talking about this watch online mm -hmm. oh, starts searching where he can find it carrot and co yes yeah. goes to see you and then he texts me after first you know he sent me a wrist shot yeah yeah and then he's like oh i spoke to this guy derek i told him about your show uh we're gonna get him on your show like eddie's yeah. like <laughs> acting like he's like an agent he's like all right we're yeah, gonna set you guys up wow. and it's so funny but he had such an amazing time with you and this is a guy and it's, it's proof of concept right because this was a guy who um you know may have had interest in watches yes and was watching you know us sort of do our thing with the launch of wrist check pod and then decided you know i'm doing well i want to celebrate something i've got milestones that that are coming up i want to buy a watch yeah yeah and saw the shows like i want a king seiko found his way to you and had s such an amazing experience that he left thinking like i'm gonna set these guys up yeah. yes <laughs> yes dude yeah that was that was a really cool moment too because i think at that time that was a whole year ago um yeah that was, it was like when i really started like just dipping my feet into doing short form video content and mm -hmm. reels and i remember i was at the seiko show and i saw the king seikos and that was like a big launch because they finally made them smaller and yeah. x y and z and it was a fire piece yeah, yeah. like the dials really are nice really good. like really good um so i like made a reel like really quick and easy about it and like to your point too like the what's it called the foundation of what wrist check pod too is like very similar to what minimon is like mm -hmm. you guys are passionate about watches you want to communicate that outside of just like what people know like yeah it doesn't help that like the mainstream media is always talking about like watches as like a secondary investment or exactly. something like yep. you know exactly. and like we're here to just talk about watches because we enjoy them and um you know that's what we both have in common to like do that for our audiences which Absolutely. is awesome but yeah. I think, you know, what's what's awesome, too, is I'm a I'm a big proponent of mom and pop shops. Yes. And here's something that you've taken on uh, that your parents have built. And I think it says a lot, man. I mean, talking about, you know, you kind of stepping in your mother's shoes and then you meeting all of these people who have such incredible things to say about her. And now you're kind of fulfilling that legacy yourself, because mm -hmm. Here is someone that I grew up with that I know very well mm. comes to me and tells me about you and this amazing experience he had yeah. at your family's establishment, I think says a lot about the culture that you guys have created at Carrot Co. And it's something that you should absolutely be proud of. This Hell is yeah. pretty incredible Dude, what you guys you. have accomplished. So yeah. Yeah. big shout out to, to your dad, to your mom, yes. uh, to your sisters and to you. Yeah. Um, 
but no this is this that that that's that's really really awesome i remember how excited this guy was yeah and he got the cherry doll which was one of Yo, my favorites between so, that yeah, and the purple yeah, yeah. one and that purple, was, oh purple those one. were fire yeah. the coolest thing too is um you know when i do speak to people about watches um you know off camera etc um and you know out in the wild in my my other life <laughs> <laughs> everyone's gonna say what other life <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like you know for the people that do meet us they understand you know people like wrist check pod you know carrot and co and you know the minimum brand it's like we 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 have an obligation to the watch community to do right by the community mm -hmm. yeah um and i think you know for people like us we champion that and we trophy that and we appreciate that. You know, it's easy to do the clickbait stuff and the how do you get a Rolex and blah, 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 whatever, yeah. whatever. Like, the, that's easy to do, but how much of a disservice are we doing to the community that has been under service for a very long time? Yeah. Like, to add to your point, too, it's like people who make that kind of content, um, they don't have staying power at the end of the day. Like how, how far can you take that conversation yeah, and like keep your audience interested? Like it's fine. You throw it in once in a while, but like, um, you know, you were, you were mentioning to me, I was asking off camera too. You're, I was like, how did risk check pod start? And you're like, you know, I saw people making content about watches. I was always passionate about it. And I thought, you know, I could add to this conversation mm -hmm. and do something different. That's exactly how I felt too, mm -hmm. because I mean, there are, there were some other YouTubers and other people in the media who talk about watches and I always felt like it was always coming from the consumer side and there's not a lot of people talking from like being an authorized dealer side mm -hmm. there's very few yes like so I was thinking like well there are some things I could shed light on or like bring to the table that people don't even think about because mm -hmm. they're not working in it day in day out they're yeah. just watching and uh, absorbing from other people say things and that's what they know mm -hmm. but like what about someone who's like grew up in there or like work with it every day and they understand these like all these new little nuances and yeah seriously stuff like that yeah because how many i mean like you said how many videos can you make about how to get a rolex at some point yeah. after after video 10 i've either i've either gotten it and i don't want i'm i'm good yes. i don't yeah. need to see it anymore yes. or i haven't and i'm just frustrated and yeah. i don't want to talk about it exactly <laughs> yeah. how much homework i mean how much homework have you done let's say for example like you know we've had guests that talk about like rolex forms like there's like OG collectors mm. or, you know, the forums at one point probably still is, but like there, it was like a safe haven for people that wanted to learn. And it wasn't this like um, this place where, you know, you felt out of place. Have, have you have you indulged in like the forums? Have you like in a mix with like, you know, kind of like the mass majority of people? Right, right. <laughs> Just like going you know jumping into the deep end with the a wild exactly um i i haven't actually like been active on any forums the the only one i've been on is like the the grand seiko owners club group which is on sure. facebook yeah. because that was like this the time in like 2016 onwards where i started to be interested in watches myself and i just like the whole story with grand seiko because i feel like they're an underdog mm -hmm. in the industry all the industries like swiss or you know was a german, mm -hmm. german not really like a lot of japanese luxury which was really interesting to me at the time. So that was the only kind of forum I joined in. And that's where I met like a lot of great friends and eventually customers of my store. Like um, there's too many to, to shout out, but shout sure. out to the whole group because they've been <laughs> super supportive yes. and they've seen like my channel grow and my business grow. And they're, they're still to this day, super supportive. And yeah. even brands, brands like Grand Seiko see that too. And 
Grand Seiko's let me do like GS9 events with them, like my mm-hmm. own event. Yeah, you I did one you guys recently. Yeah, yeah to, you to did that. one in Brooklyn last year. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, that, was, that wasn't my event, but that was Grand Seiko's event. Okay. But then like one month before that, I held a, a GS9, like a mini event in Flushing. Right. So like we had like a packed, you know, we were at a bar, uh, Leaf Bar in Flushing, and it was packed and it was a lot I of I think fun. there's something to be said for that too because you, you have been doing a lot of events and you've, you've kind of figured out a way between Minutemon and Carrot and Co., to it seems like to bring the the two together right in the sense of obviously the carrot and co page is focused on the business and that has a, a very you know particular format and how you deliver content right. to your clients while also supporting the brands but it also seems like the brands take a liking to you mm-hmm. because of the initiative that you've taken in in, in terms of like you know garnering like an, an audience because i remember like attending the um the Zenith, Zenith event yeah. at, at Phillips, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the way everyone kind of came around you, you know, you're you kind of like their champion, you know, like they really, <laughs> no, seriously though, yeah. it's like, you know, the way you were able to, to put that together and the folks that you were invited and, and, and how you sat everyone together, it was, it was very well curated, but to also see like the, this, you know, brand as big as Zenith, you know, that's backed by LVMH, yep. right, uh, hosting, uh, an event at Phillips and saying we're going to do a, a dinner event with Derek Mon and he's going to invite his guest was very encouraging to see because mm-hmm. when oftentimes I think when people think about these big brands they think about big ADs yes yeah, yeah, yeah right and so to see that some of these companies are saying no we like mom and pop shops yeah. we like yeah. entrepreneurs yeah we like this very much they 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 understand their audience they know um their clients better than we know mm-hmm. we trust them yeah you know what i'm saying like let's bring them into the family i thought was was really nice yeah sorry Rashawn, you missed out that you did. I, <laughs> I, did. I did i missed out i mean you know that was a great event yeah that's good it, yeah. It, it it does speak volumes because you know when you think of um watch jewelry shops you think of fifth avenue you think of um Midtown, mm-hmm, right. and now you started to think of downtown in Soho, with um with a few few jewelers that are down there, and you know, I'm Brooklyn born and raised. You know, you're from the Bronx. We're from like inner city. Mm-hmm. You know, even for yourself, you think of Queens and Flushing. That's inner city. Um, five boroughs. It's the five boroughs. It's like it's something that like, you know, when you think of like high-end jewelry or like just like horology etc you're like oh i'm gonna go down to fifth avenue i'm gonna go to you know vacheron on fifth avenue i'm gonna go to tiffany etc and all these kind of things but you do have karen and co um which like you know is in our backyard Mm -hmm. which some people aren't exposed to and it is a safe place because you've created that you know like, I think that was kind of the point that I was trying to make, too, where I was asking sort of, um, you know, if you were catering to a community that wasn't being catered to. Yes. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like 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 you were. And, and even if it wasn't in, intentionally, it was, you know, it came from the heart. It came from a place of passion. But the people kind of galvanized around you. And it, it sounds like, well, at least they galvanized around your parents. And it seems like you're carrying on. Yes. That yeah. tradition. Yes. Um, continuing on our journey in horology, 
uh, because you know there was a time when you didn't care about watches. And yeah. Your parents gave so you Omega, wild to say that, and right? you found yourself know, to a like, Grand you, Seiko. <laughs> and you know this guy who uh, never cared about timepieces has a Vacheron overseas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see, I was gonna so that escalated see, quickly. See, I was good. That's why I had to you know preface it like, look, there was a time. I want to be honest about my journey. Like, there was a time I did not care. But like obviously I care deeply. You you can't you can't fake authenticity. You can't yes. fake you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. That's real now for me. And I'm deep, deep in this game now. You are deep. Um this so is a great piece. So you got a you got a Vacheron overseas time only. Yep. This is a Vacheron overseas forty five hundred V blue dial before it became boutique only. Yeah. Uh, the story about this watch is uh I just I was telling you guys off camera, me and my wife Katrina just got married last year in twenty twenty two. That's right. Congratulations. Shout out to Katrina. Thank yes. you guys. And um we got matching Vacheron overseas so she has the ladies version and then i have the men's version um i mean i would love I love that yeah matching Vacheron yeah, right. Overseas. Yeah, right so boss oh, so boss yeah um, but that's why i'm happy to bring it to show it to you guys because like it, these this are like things beautiful these are like some watches that just stand out to me there's so much to talk about and i just remember all the times i've been wearing them and to what events um but like with Vacheron as a brand like talking about them really quick um I remember my dad was telling me that, you know, to get one of the biggest brands that uh, came into the store was actually Piaget. Okay. So when Piaget came into our store, mm -hmm. that's when like the floodgates opened and that's when Vacheron came in and that's when brands like Cartier wow. wanted to come in. Mm. And so my dad was always like, he's really thankful to brands like Piaget from Richemont Group that they gave us the chance. They gave yeah. us a shot because we wouldn't have all these other, you know, exposure to like high horology with like, with uh, Vacheron and then like one of the top five brands in the world, Cartier, you know, you know, we talk about Rolex, but you know, Cartier and Omega, number two and three, that's still huge, huge brands. Yeah, and even Long Jean is huge. Is number is in the top five, which oh, is yeah, insane it is. too. Yeah, it right? is. Like, um, and so. you're a big proponent of, of Cartier. I mean, I've seen a lot of videos, obviously. Yeah, I really love their what they're doing. And I think that it, Cartier has so many interesting things because a lot of the other watch brands, they talk about their movement a lot or like, this and that, but Cartier like tries to rem like their designs are so iconic. Like, they are. It sounds so on the nose to say that, but like that's the best way to. to but that, I mean, it. they have so many hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. you think about like everything from like the Santos even to the tank. The tank, yes. right? You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes, 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 and, yes. And, and the Panther. The Panther. Panther I mean, yes. there are just so many. Yeah. You know, and uh, just in terms of what they've contributed to design. I think is 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 incredible but yeah. also like what's awesome that a lot of people end up discovering typically when they purchase their first Cartier is that there's a lot of horological history here as well yeah. there's a lot of contributions that they've made to horology and there there are these little you know stories behind the pieces that you wouldn't even think we talk about all the time with like Dumont which is so mind-blowing that yeah. this piece that's today is treated like as an amazing dress watch was actually a sports watch. It this was, was this yeah. was a leisurely watch, yeah. you know, that was worn by a gentleman who was a pilot yeah. and wanted something that he could read while flying that looked equally as good if he attended yeah. a party. Like exactly. it's that simple. Like exactly. yeah. you know, talk about finding a problem and giving offering a solution. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even the Mysterios. I didn't know oh that the God. Mysterios yeah. had dated back to like the fifties and the sixties. Because mm -hmm. yeah, Janet has shared it. Shout out to Janet. Um, from Sotheby's, she had shared one in our latest wrist check Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, 
okay. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, even still thinking about, and we've talked about technology, mm-hmm. you know, and just like ancient civilization, <laughs> of course, like off camera. Sure, yeah. But like, you know, just tapping into that, like thinking of like the technologies that was available in that time period, you know, you think of the perpetual calendar, you think of the tourbillon, you think of all these things. I think other it's things. funny, no, but, but I think when you look back in, in there's uh, obviously there's a lot of innovation that's happening today with yes. watches. Yes. But when you look back in, in history, I think it's kind of amazing to look at all the leaps that were taking place yes. in terms of like developing movements or even design leaps, yeah. right? I mean, you can go to the, you know, the, the DeMont is a, is a great example. Um, and the, even watching the evolution of the Santos, so you get to the 70s when uh, steel sports watches are becoming a thing and then they throw a bracelet on there yeah. and blow everyone's mind that way. It's, it's incredible. Um, so you escalate quickly <laughs> you get the Vacheron. Yeah. You and the missus, congratulations, have ma- a matching set. And then Derek goes, you know what? I'll put my name on the list for an AP. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, so man. what was it about this watch in particular on your wrist that I get it like the monochromatic design, I'm, I'm right here with you because Yo, there's something so about an AP. Um, the bracelet is perfect, the case. And it's funny because we've talked about this before. There was a time where I was like, I don't know if I'm an AP guy. Yeah. And then you put one on. <laughs> yeah. You and you on. get it, yeah. but there's a, there's something to it that there's, it's so simple, but with the, the gray dial, the uniformity that exists, yeah. it, it's almost like, yeah. I think in terms of watches, I often think about case and bracelet yeah. or case and strap. And you don't really think about a Royal Oak that way. Yeah. A Royal Oak is kind of just like together by itself, something uh, singular, yeah. right? It's not, it doesn't feel like it's made up of many parts. It feels like it was just born that way. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but you, and you decided to get, you know, you put your name down for a chrono. Was there, was there a couple of models you put your name down for? It was where you set on that, like, this was the one you wanted to go after. So I, I visited the, the AP boutique. I actually went to the AP house first and I got to like, that was the first time a, a friend of mine, um, Eric Loomshot, he like brought me as a guest to the 50th anniversary party like yep. last year, and so I got to meet like a lot of cool people there. Um, I got to see meet Cole Walliser, the guy who does the glam bot. Oh yeah, and he was like, mm. yeah, he was um, really cool guy too. And I got to meet a lot of people who are collecting APs. And I was thinking like, you know what? Maybe I should try to just put my name down, see what happens. So um, you know, through some referrals, I met this guy Kevin, who's at the boutique, and you know, thanks to Kevin for like considering me, and you know. Uh, helping me get this one um, but I did put my name down for some other pieces like obviously the Royal Oaks were like my first choice mm-hmm. so it was this one um, there's the 15 550 the 37 millimeter mm-hmm. uh, which you were wearing the 15 450 yeah, yeah which I still love the Shh, size yeah <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> it's so good like the size like no, the portions of that watch it really is no the 37 millimeter Royal Oak is is, is so fantastic good. I don't think you need anything above like a 38 39 really in a row yeah. yeah for sure like for the sure. smaller the better I to agree. be honest it's it's just it's again it's it becomes something something else and uh congratulations dude that's awesome dude. i'm Thank glad you. that worked out for you what i love about the company 
too is um you know you mentioned going to ap house we visit it often mm-hmm. um and you even talked about going to 57th street i've been there a couple of times ap is one of those brands that are so sought after so in demand that it can be a little intimidating yeah to to engage them but what what's been incredibly surprising to me is getting to know them and i've never had anything but an amazing experience with the people who work at ap i mean even you know shout out to jenny wright she's the north american ceo um you know i've shared a couple of words with her and anytime I'm at an event and she's there, she walks up to me, she says hi, she remembers my name. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Yep. It, it, it really is because yeah. it's you don't expect that yeah. from the CEO of a company this large, a company this esteemed. Yeah. And all of the events that they're doing in terms of you know building and fostering a community and them not taking the position like we're AP, we don't have to mix with you know, everyone's watch group, but they decide to do it anyway. I think yeah. it speaks a lot about that brand and, and they're pretty incredible. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those brands that when you wear it, you're proud to wear it because the culture of the company says a lot. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, there's some people who say like every serious collector should collect a Royal Oak. You know, one of those like sure. fun jargon things like yeah. you gotta have a Speedmaster, gotta have a Royal Oak. But you should. Um, yeah, you really should. You really actually. should. Yeah. Yeah, you you got to like try it good. on. It, it's, when you yeah, do, it's you, you try it on, you get it. You say, yeah. man, this is, this is something. I yeah. get it. For sure. It is, you know, it is one of the most perfect sports watches. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I had also put my like interest down for like the code 1159 and also the I think what they're doing too. with the code is, is amazing. Code the is new dope. code is cool. Code I've is seen those great. in person. Yeah. Code is dope. Yeah. yeah. I like the, what they're doing with the new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest opportunity for AP, you know, um, there's a lot of like reprogramming and like getting people to understand that like, you know, um, buying a brand is different than buying into a brand. Sure. And AP is one of those brands that you have to buy into. Mm-hmm. It's not a dollar amount. Yeah. It's a story that's told. Yeah. Remember, AP makes very, very small quantity of watches. Yeah, they do. For you to own this watch, you are in the company of Serena Williams, Kevin Hart, LeBron James, Fremstar. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fremstar. <laughs> Shout out to Fremstar. Yeah. And all of these individuals that it's like, you should own a Code 11. Yeah. You should have an offshore. You yeah. should have all of these um, prerequisites before you go into what is called the hype pieces. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's merited. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it should be. And for, you know... For any other brand, I, I you know I think another brand that we kind of you know give their flowers to is like Patek. Patek is another family. You know you when you buy into that brand, you know you feel like you're a part of a culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's very important. And AP has been able to do so. No, definitely. You it know, definitely it's, it's it's amazing. Um. So, talking about community, you know we we frequent a lot of watch events. I run into you all the time. You know we have a lot of. Uh, colleagues and friends that we share. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the theme that I, I hear with what your parents started and what you're continuing, it all centers around community. And, you know, we discovered you have a, a dancing background. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you uh, have go there. Uh, we go there. <laughs> before watches, you yeah. fostered a community of, of break dancers. Yeah. Talk so. a little bit about that and your passion for for um, that, because that for those that don't know, that is a New York City sport. That's, yo, that's, yes. that's, <laughs> and yes, it is. it's going to be an official official olympic sports starting 2024 in paris Amazing. so i hope i can go and watch that would be incredible i got friends who are actually olympic level and they're gonna start competing wow and so i'm like super Look at excited where the culture has gone to isn't that amazing it's incredible yeah. Yeah. um but yeah i st- like i've always been fascinated with breaking we call it breaking a lot yeah. the public knows as break dancing mm-hmm. but for those in the culture it's breaking um i started in 2010 when i was still in high school and like i remember i've always been fascinated with it but it wasn't until one of my friends uh, this guy moved from Jersey into my school and he was like the only b-boy in my whole school yeah mm. and so he started like a little club and he started teaching all of us and we just got our feet wet and just started from there that's awesome when I went to college I just ex- like continued with it and I honestly feel like breaking has made me a better person because it's disciplined it's humbled me so fast yeah like if you think like you're a hot shit try doing like a break dancing move and then you realize like oh you gotta work try doing it this. and watching yourself yes yo and then you're watching yourself <laughs> fail over and over and over and i think like everything i learned like the discipline with breaking i still like correlate and carry that into like when i'm making content now mm. like i think of rhythm a lot yeah like, i think of like musicality i know you're like you guys are big on music too and mm-hmm. like you know when i make videos too i try to think of like a certain flow like i want it to come kind of feel like seamless like yeah, you get yeah, in and sure. get out and it doesn't feel dry you don't feel like you know your retention's like dropping and you're not you're gonna swipe away so like yep. i kind of think about those things and tie it into it but um yeah I, when i was in college i was like leading a dance crew there and we got to like dance on the football field at penn state like that's where i went to school so nittany lions uh if anyone's out there is a penn stater as well yeah um so yeah like i still love it i haven't been dancing as actively now just because of work and everything it's sure. It's kind of hard to get out there. And also, like, as I'm getting older, I realize that, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm moving the same. Yo, I definitely picked up some injuries that I still have because of breaking. Oh so I, I'm, like, rehabilitating. But I'm doing, Take like, other easy. sports now. Like, okay. I started running now, and I started lifting more weights and just, like, taking care of myself in other ways. And Wearing um, an Apple Watch? Yeah, exactly. Wearing an Apple Watch, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is actually really useful <laughs> to is. track your steps. It's perfect, Strava, especially in like, the gym. All yeah, this magic. kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm not afraid to wear an Apple Watch. I, I think it's no. if I wasn't into watches, I probably I, would only have an Apple Watch. I think the point. Apple Watch is what's reinvigorated this industry. Oh, for sure. Exactly. One hundred. Once, yeah. once Apple figured out how to get watches back on people's wrists, people yeah. started looking at other things and seeing what they could do. But speaking of that, yeah, and we talked about this a little bit off camera earlier. You're headed to Watches and Wonders. Yes. So that's coming up, and. Um, as is is the case with with each one everyone's got their predictions you know their leaks coming yep. out and so i want to talk a little bit about that uh and kind of go over that because we've been seeing some things so i'm curious Ooh. this is look this will enter the the prediction mode mm-hmm. let's do it uh, <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> of watches and wonders so let's say uh you've seen you've seen some stuff i'm sure you've heard some things yeah um what is something we'll start what, what's a brand you're looking forward to seeing what they have to offer this year obviously like everyone's gonna have their eyes on like rolex yep. Tudor, patek like these big brands especially they're right in the middle of the big hall yeah but i'm also like for my own brands in the store cartier vacheron iwc 
w just to name one, like we're talking about integrated sport steel watches, like IWC and the engineer has to come back. Yes. They've been, everyone's been talking about it. Like it's coming back. It's going to come back for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, like people are DMing me and telling me, Hey, if you get one, put me on the list. I'm like, I don't even know what it is, when it is, but okay. Like everyone's excited for yeah. it. So which can is I good. tell you, tell me, please. I saw it oh, recently. Shit. <laughs> I yeah. saw it on someone's wrist. Big, big wrist. Yeah. Not size of wrist. I'm talking about who the wrist belongs to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was big. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. It. But oh, I heard, I, I was like, oh, but, uh, I wish uh, I seen it. I wish yeah, I seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, someone, someone uh, got an early piece. And yeah. uh, this is, I'll share it with you off camera. But I am happy to say that it is coming back. Yep. And the what I saw, they killed it. Okay. It's going to be one of the hot pieces of 2023 good yeah. for them honestly because yeah, so shout out to them yeah because everyone's been wanting a new engineer like they had the previous version but it had deviated so far from like that genta design and yeah and they're going they're going back and they're going back in a big way and i'm talking about when this when they showed it to me Ooh. i was like yo that's yo. crazy <laughs> <laughs> really yeah <laughs> they were like can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's all Gone. you're going to get out of me. Yeah, everyone knows. Yes. Everyone knows. Yeah. It's not a secret. Yes. Um, what are you looking forward to, sir? You know, some, um, I think for the past, because I think we've covered Watches and Wonders twice so far. This will be our third cover of Watches and Wonders, right? I have to check. I'm not sure. I think this certain. might be our third cover. But... Um, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on you because usually I, I'm always excited about Rolex. Um, last year was very underwhelming and I wasn't feeling it. I'm excited to see what Tudor does. Yeah. I'm going to put two brands in there. I'm going to say Tudor and I think a brand that hasn't disappointed for the past two watches and wonders. This is going to be a curveball. Hermes. It hasn't. Hermes. Hermes. Okay. I want to see what Hermes does. Sure. Nice. Yeah. I I think the 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 few pieces that Hermes has done, especially being GPHG winners, and like blowing us away with the pieces that they've um, introduced, and then you start to find like older pieces start to resurface, and you're like, oh shoot, yeah. Hermes is doing this. Like, I'll yeah. tell you um, who I'm look I'm looking forward to see Cartier for sure. I think Me Cartier too. had a really big year last year. Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, several pieces. The the that like zebra enamel. The Santos crash. Dumont. Oh, yeah. and it crashed. Yeah. The crash was yeah, fire. That was crazy. Right? Yeah. Um, the, the the Santos Dumont's that they released, those yep. three. The Mysterios. Yeah. The enameling. The Mass Mysterios. Yeah, that thing was The insane. Mysterios. You know, the cushion case. The cushion. Yep. Like, those were fire. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of novelty. There was a lot of fanfare. And it was just hits. Yeah. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, like, you guys came prepared with guns blazing. Yeah. yeah. So they had a really big year. And um, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what, what Patek is, is coming through with. Uh, because they just did a novelty release in November mm -hmm. that I think caught most people by surprise. Yeah. And there was a lot of hits. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I, I'm, 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 I'm guessing, I'm hoping that they're leaning more on complications again with yeah. this novelty as opposed to sports models. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's rumors that Rolex is going to release a righty. 
It won't be hard. Yeah. All they have to do is just turn, flip the watch flip the way the it was supposed to be. Just turn the dial. Flip, yeah, right? <laughs> flip the watch the way yeah. it was supposed There's to be. There's rumors that they're going to they're do a righty, which I think is actually really funny. Yes. I kind of feel like it shows that they so have a they sense of humor. So are they going to discontinue the lefty? And I don't think they're going to discontinue it. If anything, I think what they do, if they do a righty, they make the righty precious metal. Okay, that mm. makes sense. White gold. But when I saw that, that last cool. year. That would yeah. be cool. When I saw that last year, I was like, this is like that when you're watching a movie and they throw in a twist for no reason. And you're like, like yeah. what? Why? <laughs> this movie was so good already. Like, why did they the, throw in Even if twists? they made it just right-handed, it would have been totally fine. I think yeah. it would have had a lot more impact. I think something about Rolex that they do, um, and they, they, I think they make really good product. Sure. But I do think that because of their demand, supply, and everything else, that they don't innovate as much they don't need to i mean it's just it's just all incremental yeah. you know and i used to feel that way i've kind of grown to appreciate it because it's you know i think about like the movie american gangster with uh with denzel, denzel, washington, denzel washington yeah when he's like kellogg's that's a brand name. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cheerios. Yeah. That's a brand. And it's just like, you know what you're going to get. Coca-Cola. That's yeah. a Rolex is like Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one of those yeah. companies. It's like we do what we do and we do a great. We don't change much. Yeah. There's innovation that happens from time to time. But to be honest, they can rest their laurels on the fact that they, they have a history with so much innovation. Yeah. You know, first yeah. waterproof watch, you know, GMT with the rotating bezel, like they've done so many amazing things that now it's kind of like they're cruising on their history. Yeah. And they're introducing the masses to yeah. it. And I think, you know, listen, I do feel some way about it sometimes, but I think it's okay. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'm hoping this is the year we see a Coke bezel GMT. Yeah. Right, I yeah. think that would I'd be good. To that. Be I would cool. look forward to that. Um, it's also the anniversary of the Daytona. It's the 60th, yeah, yeah. 70th anniversary of the Submariner. Submariner. Yeah. yeah, you know there are images going around of a gold, the, yellow, gold the, Hulk and a platinum uh, Submariner too. I saw something platinum like that. ice blue. Yeah, I saw that. That would yeah. be. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> platinum ice blue sub. It's kind of hot. It'd be yeah. nice if it had the if it had a brown bezel like the like the Platona. No, Platonic. they're doing ice blue bezel, ice yeah. blue dial, ice platinum blue bezel, ice yeah. blue bezel, ice bezel, crazy. I would like to see, I would like to see a brown bezel on a sub. That'd be cool. It could be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be hot. Yeah, there. Uh, but I don't see Rolex. I don't. I don't think Rolex can do. This is why I'm saying like Rolex. I don't think that they will innovate and add like a new color. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. They might, man. I mean, look, you look at what they did with the Deep Sea Challenge. They said, okay, finally, we're going to do titanium. Yeah. Bring it to market. I think you see a titanium sports model this year. That's like not the size of a hockey puck. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Either a Daytona or a sub. Probably a sub. More than like a sub. Um, or even maybe they they do a, a titanium yacht master. Who knows? You know. Um, Whatever it is, it's going to be big because of the anniversaries. I think it's also an anniversary for the Explorer One. Mm. Mm. You know, I've been talking a long time about possibly seeing a yellow gold Explorer One, which I think would be fire. Solid yellow gold. Would Solid be crazy. yellow gold. Yeah, they need Explorer it. One. They need that's it. hot. That like I think, I think everyone was kind of let down last year by Rolex. Yeah. I feel like 
this year is probably going to be a lot of heat. Yeah. They have to. I think it's going to be a lot of heat. They have to. If they don't, I'm looking to see. I'm excited to see what Parmigiani does. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see them because I feel like they've been putting out a lot of heat. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. Tudor. I mean, I think you know we know what to expect. There's going to be more homage watches. Yes. Yeah. So but we'll see. What they bring out the archives, I think. Because, like, you were a fan of Arranger, you were a fan of the Pro. I think they, I mean, FXD, not a fan of the Pelagos 39. I'll tell you what, I'd, be, I'd bet money that it's going to be a dive watch. Oh. <laughs> It'll be a yes. blue Pelagos 39 or something. You know what like would that. be cool, though, if they brought back out, like, the mini sub? That'd be nice. Tudor mini sub. Now, remember last year. Yeah. When I predicted Tudor. Yeah. It came to happen. You were spot yeah. on. Yeah. I said you the were. Ranger. Yeah. And the uh did I say I didn't say a GMT though. No, did we say you GMT? said a GMT GMT and a 39. I did say a GMT and 39. Yeah. I wanted to see a 39 millimeter GMT. Yeah. I didn't know it was gonna be that thick. But it still right. wears nice though. Still wears <laughs> yeah. nice. Still wears nice. You know, nice. the first like comments I heard when I was there at Watches and Wonders and that launched, people were like, Yay, a 39 millimeter GMT, but they're like so you mean you could have made a Pepsi GMT the whole time in 39? Because it's the same movement. <laughs> and like, that's literally the comments I heard. You know what I am going to... This, this I'm going to throw something out there because you shouted out Long Jeans. Yeah. I seen the pieces for Long Jeans 20, 23, and maybe you have too. I have, yeah. Oh, tell fire. me. It's good. fire, yeah. It's it good. Would, listen, so good. if you <laughs> never thought about Long yeah. Jeans, I'm like, look into Long Jeans this year. Oof. There's I okay. okay. I, all I'll say is without <laughs> spoiling anything too, you know, because we're under embargo or whatever. I think that um, you know, I think GMTs is a cool function to add back in now that people are traveling a lot more. Yes. And um, you know, that's all I'll say. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see that. Oh, Man. Boy. Um, oh, we did get to have see. like two new long jeans this year for sure. We I got agree. to see what yeah. what uh, Moser is doing. Moser. Moser's got a lot of heat coming. Yes. Um, UN, Ulysses Nardin's got some heat coming. Yes, yeah. they do. I, I paid a visit to VJ and, and Josh Shanks recently to see what they're doing with Oris. Mm -hmm. Nice. And uh, there's a piece that's coming that I think is going to excite a lot of people. We know some people that might excite. Yeah. <laughs> we know some people that's excited. And yeah. uh, I have some pictures. I can't share it yet. It's under embargo. Yeah. But let me tell you, I went back. I w so I went to visit VJ. And, and Josh yeah. for this Oris event. And I saw the novelties and I was like, this is really cool. And, uh, you know, it was just, but it's always just nice being around them. Yes. So you, you, you're caught up in the moment and you're just hanging out with the guys because they're so family oriented. And I took some pictures and I went back and I looked on my phone and looked at the pictures and I was like, damn, that's kind of hot. Yeah. We talked about it. I was like, that's kind of hot. We, so we had, a, we had a random conversation. <laughs> like Perry just like texted me out of nowhere and was like, what do you think about this? And we went back and forth. We talked for probably about 20 minutes. And I mean, I talked to Perry all the time. But I didn't it was just know. Like... I, so my thing was, I didn't, <laughs> you know, and, you know, VJ's going to watch this, he'll see. But I, I didn't know how it was going to be received. Yeah. I was like, are people going to get it? Yeah. And then I went back and I looked at the picture and I was like, damn, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. It's really it's good. good. Yeah, damn. it's really good. So uh, we got a lot to look forward to. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, like some of the things I'm just going to rapid fire throw out things I want to see. So like from yeah, Bastron, 
I want to see them make a smaller overseas because they discontinued yep. the the 37 without diamonds. Mm -hmm. So there's only 37 diamonds, ladies, or 41. They need like a 38 or 39. And yes. honestly, 38 I, would be great. 38 would be perfect. Um, I'm sure those would be super hard to get. And then people are talking about a 222 in steel. I think it's too early for them to do it because when they did like the Hysterix Corn de Vache in yellow yeah. gold, mm -hmm. they waited like five years before they brought a steel version. And I think they, they should still kind of follow that um pattern maybe they'll bring back the hysterics batman it's like with the lugs that have the cowl of mm -hmm. batman which is pretty another batman in the yeah, in the exactly. market mm -hmm. um from jlc i want to see like a reversal tribute with duo face yeah because i like the layout of it like these are just things i personally want duo face uh tribute on the other side has the the dual time so you mm -hmm. can use it as a travel watch and then a brand you know swatch group is not in watches and wonders but no. like Omega's not doing Omega Days this year. Mm -hmm. They're not doing a show. What I've heard from Omega is that they're going to start doing rolling releases. So when they announce something, they're not going to like announce it all in one shot. And I think from what we've seen last year, they, they're having some like product delays from like things like the Aquaterras. Yeah, like the Aquaterras will just be delivering this the year. Moonshine, yeah. The Moonshine. We just started seeing some of the Moonshine. Send the yeah. gold. Yeah. yeah. So I think that they're probably shifting gears. I honestly feel like the moon swatch had something to do with why Omega's delayed. And I don't think it's confirmed, but you yeah. know, because they're under swatch group, sure. maybe they had to like funnel all their resources into making more moon swatches. Cause they sold and exported like 1 million units. I mean, when you look at those margins, it's probably a good choice. They, they could have like, <laughs> and I think the moon swatch could have been priced higher. I don't know. There's, that's a whole nother conversation sure. yes. that's like wild. And it like combines like the mass media with mm -hmm. the watch industry, which is really interesting. But I, I'm always excited to see what Omega brings. Like, I want to see Omega. Well, they had a big year last year. You know, you yeah. know product delays or, I mean, production delays or not, like, when you go back to the Aqua Terra sets, you go back to the to the, uh, mm -hmm. the Moonshine Gold Speedies, mm -hmm. them so releasing a minute repeating yep. Omega Speedmaster last year. Then you talk about the Moon Swatches. Like, yeah. 2022, yeah. they went full gusto and listen. They came out on top. They, they, Omega they had an amazing year of releases. And I think, you know, at, at, at the very least, they put themselves back in the conversation of being competitive with other watch companies that yeah. might be seen as, you know, more premium than mm -hmm. them. And it's like, no, guys, we can really do. We really make watches. Yeah. 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 You know, they had an amazing year. So that'll it'll be interesting to see what little what little tidbits drop. You know, I'm still expecting I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another Moon Swatch release right beforehand. Oh my yeah. god! Just to just to throw a curveball. Moon Swatch, or do you think uh, Blanc Pond Swatch? I don't think you see a Blanc Pond Swatch. Blanc Pond Swatch? What? What's that? So apparently they 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 have a prototype of a fifty fathoms. Yeah, but in a in a swatch. In a bio ceramic. A bio ceramic. Bio ceramic fifty fathoms. Yeah. I also heard that they made a Seamaster. Oh, that's. But just prototypes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, all we have is a gold seconds hand. But <laughs> so <laughs> that was not, that not was, much to be seen for yes. the for the rumors. What the heck? Yes. Yeah. Um, Derek, this has been a, a, a privilege. I'm, I'm I'm glad we got to have you tonight. This yes. was was long in the making and it's been I had a, a lot of fun. Yes. It's always great to sit down with a fellow New Yorker. Yes. Um, and one with a, a storied career such as yourself, and you know, just being able to hang out with you tonight and listen to your parents' story and see what they've accomplished and what they've built and to watch you and your family carry that tradition, that legacy on, I think is incredible. 
and I love that it's uh, it's New York bread. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You Thank know, you. For for me, that's that's incredibly important. We've had so many guests on the show that have you know vicariously through watches created a life for themselves. Yeah, and uh, very few of them are New York New Yorkers, tried and true, but. So to have someone like yourself, that's that's one of us is, is special. Yeah. So much appreciated. Yo, thanks so much for having Absolutely. me again, man. Yes, I'm in. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Uh, Instagram at RiskCheckPod. You can watch and listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow Derek at MinuteMon on Instagram. You can also find him at Carrot & Co. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yes, sir. And maybe the metaverse, right? Maybe in the metaverse. metaverse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only we'll fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just we'll kidding. see you next week. Yeah. Deuces. Peace. Peace. My man.